Welcome to Sidebar. I'm Joe Fabush, and I'm joined today with Andy Leonati. Yo, Joe. Hi, Andy. <laughs> and Veda Himeta. What up, Joe? Hey. So today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about two of our favorite topics, taxes and <laughs> crypto. Um, <laughs> My two favorite. What it, what's the saying? <laughs> two things are inevitable, crypto and taxes? <laughs> yeah. Is that how the saying goes? Uh, to paraphrase Ben Franklin. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the internet has more interest in one of those topics than the other. But it is tax season, and crypto is a big thing. There's been a lot of uh, market fluctuations with crypto. There's been a lot of discussion about whether it's a viable financial tool moving forward. But mm-hmm. in the meanwhile, there are some very real-world implications to selling crypto, and I thought we'd quick talk about taxes. And Andy, I know you wrote about this recently, so I thought maybe you could kick us off. Yeah, with- it's it's funny that you mentioned that the internet is more interested in one of those things than the other, because it doesn't matter, internet, the IRS is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're interested or not. <laughs> This year's 1040 federal income tax return form does contain language asking about whether you have received, sold, exchanged, or otherwise disposed of any financial interest in any virtual currency. That means you better start reporting your gains and your losses. Is this the first time that the IRS is asking about crypto? You should have been reporting your gains before but this is i believe this is the first time that the form will have the question on it will have that Mm. question on it now just my guess would probably be a lot more people got into crypto in the last like year or two than probably ever before yeah the pandemic for whatever reason just made a lot of certainly millennials have more free time or be more maybe they were bored but they're they're interesting they're day trading more they're ETFing and, and crypto is just part of yeah. part of that whole pattern. Yep. Just if you didn't if you were not aware of this, the IRS does still treat cryptocurrency holdings as property and not as money, which pretty much means that they treat your your crypto transactions the same as uh, stock purchases instead of just paying income tax on your on your crypto earnings, you would be paying the capital gains tax rate on your profits from any of your crypto transactions. I mean, that's 30,000 foot level view of it. It does get more uh, complex than that. But essentially, if you if all you did in 2021 was bought cryptocurrency, and this includes Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Dogecoin, um, Dogecoin. Do, I'm Dogecoin. Sorry, <laughs> any of the get with it, Andy. Any of get the, with the zoomers. Any of the thousands of quote altcoins that are out yeah. there. If if all you did was buy, and then did nothing with it, you don't have to report that. But if you if you sold or if you traded in one uh, type of crypto for another, like if you traded some bitcoins for Ethereum. Or if you sold and you at, even at a loss, you have to mm-hmm. you have to report that information. Okay, so if you sold at a loss, then it's to your advantage to report, right? Yes, because then you can report losses. Yes, you can deduct up to three thousand dollars in losses if you sold for less than you paid for it. 
Um, Just like capital gains yes, from stocks. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, but that also means then if you manage to find somebody to take Bitcoin as legal tender, if you basically, if you purchase something, you would also have to report that. Yes. Any of those coffee shops out west mm-hmm. or wherever where you can just, where you can buy a, uh, a macchiato with one one thousandth of a Bitcoin or <laughs> however much it's <laughs> worth, um, you also do have to report that as well. And Is that taxed somehow? Well, essentially, I mean, because if you're getting rid of a crypto and getting something of value in return, you're essentially selling you are still selling property you are selling the property at a gain it is still That's it little... is still technically a yes mm-hmm. thank you joe it is still you made a mm-hmm. gain on it when you exchanged it for a good or a service and you thus still owe capital gains taxes on it <laughs> okay, but okay, so okay, so many follow up questions because a that's not how buying macchiato works with normal money. You don't get taxed right. on buying macchiato normally. So that so the IRS does treat it differently from money. Yes. It, yep. And secondly, what if you bought it when the market was um, high, and then you bought the macchiato with it when the market was low, so that you were actually buying the macchiato for more than you could have when you actually bought. <laughs> Like, do you have to report it then, I, or is it a loss then? How does that work? Any use it using using crypto in transactions like that for goods and services? Yes, it is. It's that is rep- a reportable event in the mandatory I, reporting in, in the eyes of the IRS. Yes. How does one keep track of all coffee caffeinated transactions? Hold on they, to your receipts. Okay. <laughs> oh my, seriously? Yes. I mean. Okay, this is like in the perfect world where IRS audits every little transaction. You're probably, we don't give legal advice or tax advice on this podcast. Right. Yeah. Important disclaimer there. (laughs) But like, I'm probably not going to get discovered for like a small transaction like that, not reporting, right? Probably. Yes, that is true. (laughs) However, I, I, first of all, um, that's tax fraud. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we, I, we strongly advise people not to break federal Keep all law. your receipts or just don't buy your morning beverages with crypto if you can't keep there track are, of it. There are apps and whatever out there that will keep track of all of your crypto transactions and your gains and losses. I don't know the names of any of them because I do not <laughs> invest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> I know that they are out there, though, because when I was doing the research for this blog post, that was what everybody recommended um, was to use some sort of like digital wallet type tracker. I do want to jump in here really quick, because when we're talking about discovering transactions, I think there's a myth out there that everything that you do with crypto is anonymous and that's sort of true, but not really. It's kind of pseudo-anonymous. So if, for example, you did commit tax fraud and the IRS was going after you, they do have ways of discovering who you are and how you've been using your Bitcoin or Dogecoin. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, so it, it's not like a... Yeah, just be so careful if, out there, folks. Yes. If you make a lot of money buying and selling crypto... I mean, the IRS can still track you down. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't report it, okay. Right, and the other thing I'll note is that I think a lot of the big crypto exchanges 
do this on their own, but they are not required to send you a 1099B that documents all of your transactions. They're not required yet. I mean, that might be a regulation that comes in the next few years, but... And then if you get paid in crypto, like let's just say, you know, you run this coffee shop only taking crypto, will that... You would report sales tax. I mean, you would have to pay sales tax on it for sure. Sure, sure, but you'd report that as regular income tax, just like you'd report with cash coming in, correct? I, if you held onto it, I believe, only if you held onto it and then did nothing with it. But if, even if you just held onto it, you'd still have to report that as income and it would be taxed as income. This might be a good question right? for a tax professional. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we should, uh, we, we can, we can link a, yeah, lawyers.lawyers.findlaw.com backslash tax. Yeah, so we, we would strongly recommend talking to, uh, fielding these questions through a, a tax attorney, which we can link to in the, in the show notes, folks. <laughs> so we are not tax experts at all. Uh, it's, that's, I mean, that's one of the other important things is that if you are, if you were getting really nuts this last year with your crypto transactions, if you were really bored during the pandemic and you were, you had like eight monitors going and you were just like day trading away, um, you really should be working with a tax professional. I, yeah. I would encourage that in the strongest, but I would, while we don't give advice, and, I would encourage you to <laughs> seek the advice of a qualified professional. That is always our advice. Yeah. That is always yeah. valuable yeah. advice. And, and if you are one of those people, which God, so many of my friends have gotten into some kind of crypto investment or another this year, some kind of blockchain, you might have realized like in the past like month or so that Bitcoin fell tremendously, lost like 40% of its value in in two months. Sorry. Like the, the biggest dip in what, three years? Sorry, guys. What goes up must come down, correct? <laughs> Hopefully that applies to the housing market. No, too, do what guys. Elon Musk tells you to do. <laughs> Buy the dip. <laughs> Buy the doge. <laughs> yeah, so the regulation, regulatory, um, like governments and, and regulatory agencies have kind of been concerned about, I guess, the precariousness around these cryptocurrencies. Uh, Joe, you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on on the government side of things and regulation? Well, sure. I'll, I'll start at home uh, just because the Biden administration recently announced that they're going to come out with new regulations probably in February. It's not entirely clear what those are going to be. They're going to be proposed regulations. So, I, you know, this isn't something that's going to happen tomorrow. This month, February, uh, this month. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we didn't mean February of next year. Yeah. No. It's it's going to come out this month, but you know, again, they're, they'll it'll be proposed. Tax so nerds people... are getting their popcorn ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, I you know it, it the goals of the government. I think I'll I'll probably just stick with that because we don't know the details yet, and I I don't want to be as speculative as uh, Dogecoin is. So. <laughs> to, uh, so basically. What they're going to try to do is protect investors, prevent fraud. There's, you know, a, a lot of issues with money laundering and that sort of thing within crypto. There is some pushback from people in the industry who are very concerned about regulations stifling innovation. So that's something that the administration is going to consider. 
Uh, they're also maybe going to address environmental concerns with crypto mining because crypto mining takes a lot of computer power and a lot of energy. So those are kind of the broad goals of the administration. We'll, we'll wait and see the details, but we have seen a stronger focus from the Biden administration and really government agencies, including the IRS, including the SEC, mm-hmm. about crypto because it has been unregulated. It has kind of been the Wild West, and it sure seems like that is going to change, if if not this year, in the coming years, I think. And crypto has shown a remarkable staying power. The federal government is looking to make it a little bit less volatile and a little more regulated. So we'll see how what comes out with that. I know apart from just the tax law, IRS concerns that we talked about earlier, the fact that it has this anonymous power has had our government concerned about money laundering and terrorism financing. Mm-hmm. Do we know if the Biden administration plans to enact any regulations on the anonymity? Anon- wow, that's a hard word to say. Anonymity? Is that a word? Anonymity. There we go. <laughs> English is my second language, mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah, although, you know, like I said, it's not quite as anonymous as people seem to think. There's this myth that, you know, the FBI can't track you down, Mm -hmm. so it's a perfect vehicle for money laundering. Yeah, the FBI can get on the dark web too, folks. Yeah, so if if the reason you're really into crypto is because you think it's a great money laundering tool, that that is not true. Uh, Or if you're trying to finance, finance some terrorists... Yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't recommend that regardless, but I, I will say you're, you're not, you're not That's safe. That's our legal advice. Don't finance terrorists. But yeah, I, so they, they do actually already enforce uh, certain federal laws regarding crypto. But yeah, I could definitely see that being a focus because it, it has always been a part of crypto is, you know, as a tool for money laundering. That's always been a significant I mean, not the the majority of its use, but it has always been a significant part of what people use crypto for. No, we can say majority. And <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we don't have like a, a, I mean, Andy, you refer to our, our system of regulation statewide as pretty patchwork. Federally, we, we, we don't have a lot of regulation in as a country, at least speaking from the United States perspective quite yet, but... Other countries have really been clamping down. Um, I think about 51 countries have either total or near total bans on crypto right now, including, I mean, and th- this has been spiking because like that's twice as many as three years ago. Um, so more and more countries have been banning crypto, including notably China. Um, and I think that might not coincidentally correlate with the dip that certain big coins like Bitcoin have taken recently. Um, Opponents of freedom, you mean, have been banning (laughs) cryptocurrency. Proud patriot, Andy Leonetti. Now, there has been a country that took the exact opposite approach. Uh, Honduras actually made Bitcoin a legal tender. Oh, yeah, the world's first meme president. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there, yeah, the the IMF has has strongly recommended that they not do that, but uh, <laughs> Honduras has has made cryptocurrency 
uh, a legal tender along with yeah. the U.S. dollar. So there, there's some a variety of approaches. <laughs> the Bank of England governor warned that until regulations are in place, crypto is just super, super precarious and risky. So he's just basically warning the entire world to be especially cautious about holding crypto assets until regulations are in place. But people are going to do what they want to do. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcast at thompsonreuters.com.